Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. This is like history in the making. We've been waiting for this for a long, long time. I know. When we started this podcast, we wanted to have our friend and incredible guest on here, Danielle Fowler, and it hasn't happened. No. We've been doing this for about two years now. It's been a universal alignment in the making for a long time, and it's happening at the perfect time. It is. The stars have aligned. Mm -hmm. So before I introduce her with her official bio, I wanted to introduce her as our friend. Okay. Danielle Fowler, one of my most amazing, incredible teachers, a wealth of knowledge and inspiration to to everyone she meets. Um, and officially, Danielle Fowler is the founding director and lead instructor of True Nature School of Yoga, where she blends her passion for teaching and learning to inspire in-depth study and practice of yoga. She has taught yoga classes for almost 20 years in a variety of settings, including yoga studios, corporations, nonprofit organizations, and schools, and has been the co-owner of two successful yoga studios. Danielle's unique teaching style is inspired by her extensive training with renowned yoga centers such as Mount Madonna and the Himalayan Institute, and masterful teachers such as Donna Farhi, Roger Cole, Judith Hansen Lassiter, Nistrala Joy Devi, and Rolf Sovic. Her pilgrimages to India, the motherland of yoga, have embedded her into a spiritual lineage of the tradition, which shines through in her sincere approach to sharing yoga with others. Danielle is honored to be a graduate of the inaugural class of the Master of Arts degree program in yoga studies at Loyola Marymount University. And we have her here today. I think everyone should have a bio like that. That is just <laughs> so rad. It's just like, wow. Okay, really good. And, but you left off one huge thing. This is our yoga teacher. Yes. As our yoga teacher. As yep. in the together <laughs> us yoga teacher. Yeah. And you're my teacher too. But she was your teacher. What was that? 11 years ago now? 12 now. 12 years now. Right. But yeah. actually, uh -huh. um, backing it up just a little bit, that was when I started teacher training, which yes. we'll talk in depth about today. Okay. She was my teacher probably four years before that three or four years before that interesting so, so wow yeah danielle you want to say uh hi and get on your microphone <laughs> hello nice <laughs> there we go namaste listeners <laughs> so yeah let's go all the way back mm -hmm. so i started taking yoga classes um when i moved down here to be with you at yoga vista and Danielle was my first teacher there. And I remember, and I've, I've talked about this in our subsequent teacher trainings, but I remember the first class I took with her, I don't remember what the teaching was, but I was in meditation and just welled up with tears because you were speaking directly to me. And I know I've heard so many people over the, you know, what is it now, almost 16 years probably that I've known you say the same thing. The way you teach, you, you speak to our souls. <laughs> And it's very, very relatable. So I knew then that you were going to be my teacher. And I, I kept coming to your classes. And you announced that you were going to have um, your first 200-hour yoga teacher training. And, you know, thought that maybe I might be interested. Because at that point, I was coming to every one of your classes. And I immediately signed up. That was the first? 
Yeah. Wow. It was the inaugural. I did it. it was the inaugural yep. True Nature yes, teacher training. Hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, how cool. You're like, so you're like the ultimate alumni. Yeah, I'm the OG. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We call that the inaugural class. <laughs> inaugural class. Wow. Yeah, that was in 2008. Oh, yeah. Incredible. So why did you start True Nature? Um, well, I started True Nature out of a need to hire more yoga teachers because at the time I had recently become a new yoga studio owner and yoga was growing rapidly. Um, mm-hmm. Classes were full. We needed to expand the schedule and um, where the yoga studio was, there was not a lot of new yoga teachers, old yoga teachers. Any, any yoga teachers? Any yoga right. teachers. So we were really in need. We were growing fast, which was a good, wonderful thing. And I'd been a teacher and a facilitator for many years. So I knew that I could design something that was effective and um, usable mm-hmm. and uh, that, would, that would really inspire you know people to learn and to grow and i also felt that because what yoga brought to my life i wanted to share that and have that exponentially grow out into the world whether people became teachers or not Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about your journey with yoga how did you get started so i would say my journey with yoga begins really really early on even though i would never have been able to articulate this at a young age at all but um, I consider myself an adventurer and a very courageous person now. I didn't always know that, but at 18, leaving home and never going back and traveling and exploring and really being open to adventure. And I would say that yoga really, it spoke to me once I found it, which you know where I found like the depth of yoga was on the big island. Mm, I had already experienced in my own body the depth of yoga, but when I went to study and work, do a work exchange in Hawaii, my teacher introduced me to the yoga sutras. And it was from that moment on that I knew yoga would be a part of my life forever. And um, when I started teaching, I actually... So this is kind of a a funny thing, and I'm saying this because it will give you an example of the courage that maybe I know I have now but didn't know I had then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is um, I was $25,000 in credit card debt and had no job when I took my first yoga teacher training. (laughs) Rocket. Yes. That's the American dream is debt. <laughs> right. Oh, I've been in and out of debt quite a few times. And again, that's that's um that's part of the journey. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. So where did you do your first training? My first teacher training was at Mount Madonna Center up in the Santa Cruz Mountains with Baba Hari Das and his amazing students and teachers. Mhm. And that was a was it a month long program? Mm-hmm. It was, a, was it was 4 weeks and it was very intensive and uh, heavy into the philosophy and meditation, pranayama. We would wake up every morning and start by 5 a.m. Mm. We would do the kriyas, the shot kriyas. So if you wanted to participate in uh, nasal cleansing and a variety of other cleansings of... Like of, neti pot, right? Yeah, neti okay, pot. Perfect. Neti pot. Mm-hmm. And uh, drinking gallons of water to then... Um, 
regurgitate it right back up into a toilet. <laughs> you could do all <laughs> kinds of the hatha wow. uh, practices. Uh-huh. And, uh, but we did a lot of meditation, a lot of pranayama before we would even do asana, which is traditionally how it's done in yoga. It's not super tradition here because most of us have to move our bodies to be able to actually sit mm-hmm. in stillness. And so most um, practices here are asana first, then pranayama and meditation and stillness yeah but yeah. it was a it was a lovely experience I fell in love with the tradition I uh, made some wonderful friends along the way but I have to say that the month-long model by uh, week three I was full mm. it mm. was so much information and so much to integrate so much practice so much information so much just it was a lot so by the fourth week I have to say I was I, I didn't really integrate much more beyond the third week. You could basically yeah. say that your hard drive was full. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was full. And which is another reason why I love the true nature model now, which is spread out over, um, you know, six to eight months, depending on the format of really allowing people to integrate and to uh, assimilate a lot of the practices and the teachings. Yeah, I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. And okay, so then you did your advanced training at the Himalayan Institute. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. So I found the Himalayan Institute through uh, someone that I ran into, well, took a workshop with, who's very famous. He's like a yoga celebrity now, Rod Stryker. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a workshop with him at a yoga journal conference in San Francisco many years ago and just loved it, loved his approach, loved his the way he presented the material. Uh, and I asked him, like, who his teacher was, and he said it was uh, Pandit Rajmani Tiganite with the Himalayan Institute. And so I immediately came home, researched, and said, <laughs> I've got to go there. Uh-huh. And um, I was looking at all their different workshops, and I said, you know what, it's time to just take another deep dive, and I signed up. And where is there? Where is the Himalayan It's in Institute? Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, outside of Scranton. And how long was and how long was this immersion? This was um, three ten days, so you went ten Got days it. at a time for three different times. Okay, and that's where I really uh, I was very very blessed and met one of my um, I would say my foundation teachers, Rolf Sovic. Oh yes, and as you know, I think you've mm-hmm. both met him, yeah. and um, I was able to bring him out to California, which was just such an amazing experience, and and he's taught me so much, and still. I think he's in my head pretty much daily. Right. He's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my heart always. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I think just experiencing him teach or even speak, I mean, I could listen to him talk about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, his just his way is is so peaceful. He's a gentle man. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have knowledge. meditations of his yeah. in my phone. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be careful because his voice is so soothing, it'll knock you out. <laughs> Like if you're having trouble sleeping, anyone having trouble sleeping out there, here's two hacks. Drink magnesium, like natural calm, and then listen to Ralph at night on his guided meditation. He will put you down for a solid 10 hours (laughs) in the best way possible. And you will wake up feeling refreshed. And I would say um, not as worried as you were maybe before you, you shut your eyes. Yeah. So for listeners out there, the 200 hour is where you begin. Right for a t- yoga teacher training, two hundred hour began. gives you a foundation. So, what do you learn in the two hundred hour? Well, I would say that you learn everything you need to know 
to dive deep into your own personal practice mm-hmm. and really apply a lot of the teachings into your personal life, both on the mat and off the mat. So it becomes something that gets infused into your lifestyle, mm-hmm. which is, I think, incredibly important that if, especially if you want to be a teacher, that it, that it come from this authentic place of your own exploration of your practice. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely get a lot of uh, practices for your own personal growth. And I would say that's the, the first and foremost, you know, not just asana, although we do cover asana quite extensively. Melanie does a great job with the anatomy and the alignment and all those pieces. Mm-hmm. And then we also talk a lot about how to apply this ancient wisdom to our modernity of applying it into how to even deal with, you know, difficulties in your life, whether it's in relationships or finances or um, your your career, mm-hmm. and how to really wake up this ability in you to be courageous and to learn and continue to learn and to continue to be open to your it's experiences. So true, yeah. So you you teach tools that help life circumstances, absolutely, right in this sense, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I can speak on experience because I am a two. I'm a, I'm a two hundred YTT. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is I'm not sure if you're still doing this with True Nature, but when I did the um, the True Nature, there was a. By the way, I was the only guy out of nine people, so eight girls, me, and it was one of the greatest like week long. The whole thing was fantastic, but the week that started it off, I'm, this is where I'm not sure you're still doing, but the week immersion that I started with you was really something special, and not really the easiest thing for people to make time for but when we did show up everyone was i would say the, the correct way to, to put it would be is everyone was a thousand percent present mm-hmm. and that to me just made it such a great little community to to be inspired by the other people that are there in the same situation as you it was really a special time for me and it's something i'll never forget like uh danielle and you and true nature providing for us so do you still do the week immersion or is it more spread out um like you said so people can absorb even more of the information because you don't want their hard drive to get maxed out (laughs) yeah we uh we are launching this next one in february with a five-day immersion okay most of them have launched with a seven-day immersion Mm -hmm. a few of them launched with like a three two three-day weekends close to each other so we do try to front load the program yes I mean, that's, that's an important piece where people get a lot initially so that there is time over the months to integrate it mm-hmm. as we move through. Yeah. And I love that setup too. And that like that, how you said the, um, the upfront loading, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's where you can really find people's momentum into that, you know, and they like start getting, I was so blown away by the first week where it was like, I wish I could do this every month. Mm-hmm. You know, I really wish like I could be in an immersion for that long. So the, the way that this whole thing was done was so incredibly accurate. And then to bring back to the Western kind of style of, you know, asana first, meditation second, what actually made me sign up after years and years of knowing you guys for um, the YTT was actually so I could prepare my body more to sit in meditations, not only utilizing everything that was taught and all the tools that were presented to me and, and you know, really helped change my existence, but the most important thing is I really did want it to feel more comfortable in my meditation sitting. And to me, that was implying my asana to get better and stronger so I could carry that over into a seated situation. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and two, there's so many teacher trainings out there right now. It's, I mean, you look on Instagram, and there's an online program. There, it's at the colleges. I mean, there's they're everywhere. And I really want to talk about the value of finding a, a really good, reputable teacher training. And I know that True Nature is because, first of all, that's the one that I went to, and I really was drawn to it. And um, you asked me to be on faculty, and which is you know a, a huge honor because it is a, a wonderful program. What makes True Nature stand out from, say, something you'll see online? Well, I think I think there's a there's a few things that make it stand out, and I would say the first thing is is that it's not a cookie cutter type of program, mm-hmm. meaning that. Of course, we have curriculum outlines that we want to follow, but it is about making the person be the person that they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really is about them doing more of the work and us being guidance for that instead of us telling them exactly what they need to say and need to do. Mm-hmm. So my one of my favorite things about being a part of this program is to watch people step into their own authenticity as humans and as divine beings and then watch what they do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people come in and they say, I don't think I'll ever teach yoga and they leave going, oh, I can't wait to teach. And some people come in with, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, for sure going to teach. And then they're like, wow, I'm realizing I have so much in me that I need to reconcile Mm. before I can authentically teach. And so when I see both of those go through the program and and everything in between, Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really shows that, that what we're trying to do is to not make people reliant upon the teacher, but to be reliant upon their own inner guidance and their own inner wisdom. And some people, they get nervous, like, well, you're not going to tell me what to say and what sequences to exactly do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you're going to be immersed in enough asana that you're going to understand which sequences to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) in your own, but you got to feel it in your own body before you go out there and teach it. It's really an embodied um, practice. And also the philosophy and the psychology needs to be embodied as well. Mm -hmm. And so we, I think we work hard to, to, to give the tools to make people feel that they can have that that ownership of their authenticity absolutely yeah and I think the teachers that come out of the program really embody and embrace the teachings and they I mean I hear it all the time you know we have at the so a a little bit of background here Danielle and I co-owned Yoga Oceanside together until very recently and we we sold it Um, but we have teachers most of the teachers that worked for us there were from true nature at least the 200 hour and I think actually most of them 300 hour as well the advanced and everyone says you know I'm I'm still using all of the tools for my program I'm still going back to the books that we have to to read to bring in um, you know themes for my classes or I'm going through a challenge right now and I I turn to the yoga teachings Mm -hmm. so it's true I mean even every day that I go through a challenge I look to see what can I use that I learned in my 200 hour Mm -hmm. yoga teacher training program 12 years ago Mm -hmm. and it just inspires so much growth Mm-hmm. and peace you know, same brings, yeah same yeah. well i mean this yeah. is like you know six thousand years of knowledge that we're <laughs> tapping into again these tools are timeless mm-hmm. well there there is something 
else I want to say that's special, I think, about uh, True Nature and also what my hopes are for people who go through the program, and we're kind of an example of that, is that I don't want students, anyone who goes through the program, to be reliant upon me. Mm-hmm. I want them, when they graduate, to go off and explore. And I got an email today. I was answering an email this morning from a student who is looking into going into yoga therapy. And she's like, so how do I know about if it's a good program? These are the programs I'm looking at. How do I know if it's a great program? And I said, well, you know, I gave her my technical advice. Mm -hmm. And then I ultimately said, whatever program you choose will be perfect for you because of you Mm -hmm. and what you put into it. And so this is what I, I, I feel is so important that we consistently go back to the individual and what is their process and how are they like challenging themselves mm-hmm. to go deeper, to learn more, to release old patterns and behaviors that aren't serving them anymore and to really outgrow their teachers mm-hmm. and to move on. And I, when we first started, I mean, you were going to my retreats. Now you're leading retreats all over the world. <laughs> Like, how awesome is that? Like, mm-hmm. that is something that I celebrate on the daily when I see people that have graduated True Nature and they're out there teaching and leading and exploring and doing what is in their heart to do. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. And that yeah. goes to show you, you're the exact type of teacher the world needs. Um, can you clarify yoga therapy for me? Because yoga has always been therapy. I've just never heard that combination in words. The yoga therapy. Is this like a, a new movement? Um, well, it's been around for a little while. I think that they're still defining it, to okay. be honest. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it is new enough to the, where they're still defining it. But I think it is um, based more on working with people one-on-one. Oh, got it. That defines it. Um, I think it's also uh, a little bit more about uh, the practitioner coming with some things they want to work on specifically. Okay. And the more physical based. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it is from what I've seen very physical based, but I do know that they incorporate, you know, the psychology and philosophy as they get to know what the uh, practitioner needs. Cool. Thanks for yeah. that clarification. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't really technically it's more um, physical, be, even though they incorporate that, mm-hmm. because you wouldn't say I'm going to go see my my yoga therapist and talk to them on a couch. It's no. not like that kind of, right. Not that, okay. not that I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It could evolve into that. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 You never know. But they, they do provide a variety of practices. So it's not mm-hmm. just asana. They would do some pranayama and mudras and mantras and all of those different mm-hmm. types of practices too. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So we have a 200 hour coming up in February. Gosh, yes, we I'm do. very wow, excited. That's, you know, that's like weeks away. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone was looking to sign up for a teacher training program, what is their, um, how, what is the process? What would they need to do? Uh, for true nature or for mm-hmm. any program? For true nature. Oh, for true nature. I would suggest, uh, if you're interested in the program and you haven't taken one of my classes or Melanie's classes that come to the studio and try it out, if you have that ability to do so just to kind of get a feel, cause I think you'll You'll appreciate this, the the community and the and the vibe that's created in classes, uh, but all you got to do is submit your application. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and there's a little essay, which is really, you know, I've I've kept it in there over the years, and sometimes I feel like it turns people away because they're like, I'm so stressed about writing that essay about why I want to be a yoga teacher. I'm like, don't overthink it. You won't be denied. Right. <laughs> if you yeah. don't, if you don't know how to write a good essay, like just just give me a few words about where you're at. You know, why oh why are I you know interested? Exactly what you mean because when I first applied 12 years ago, I wrote my essay, submitted it, and I remember specifically I was in Target over off of Jefferson and I got the phone call from you and I, I was accepted. It was like I just like made it into Yale or something. I was so you you, you kind of did, you know? know? Yeah. You were on tour and I called you. I'm like, I'm accepted into yoga teacher training. And I'm like, And then of now course. that I'm on faculty, I'm like, oh, everyone's accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I wrote a really, really good essay. You but, probably did, babe. Yeah. Yeah, you put a lot of care into it. Yeah. So in this 200 hour, um, what can students expect? So how, what is kind of the flow? What are they going to be learning? Uh, they can, well, gosh, they learn quite a bit. They can expect to uh, learn a lot about their own physicality, you know, what their own what, anatomy in a yeah, sense. Their, yeah. Their own unique anatomy and mm -hmm. their own abilities and, and challenges and how to modify for any limitations that they may have. Uh, they learn also to really dive into the construct of how their mind works. And this is something that I'm super passionate about and really being able to become that witness, that observer, instead of getting caught up in the, the cycle of dysfunction, which by the way, we all have. <laughs> so this is one of the reasons I love yoga so much because it, it humbles all of us, right? It really brings humility and gratitude for that. Uh, but they will learn to be able to observe how it is that they function really physically, mentally, emotionally, and with any perseverance and consistency, they will be able to tap into that divinity and that spirituality of, of, of that inner knowing that awareness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That awareness mm -hmm. that is so critical. I think it's always been critical in human history, but right now is helpful in just daily life. Right. Yeah. To be able to navigate. So I, I think that it's, it's an opera, it's a great opportunity for people to really uh, dive in and, and get to know who they are, who they've been, and who they really want to be. Mm -hmm. And this will be a five-day immersion starting off in February? Yep. Okay. And then the program um, for the 200-hour, how long does, does it take until, um, until you graduate? After the five-day immersion, uh -huh. you go one weekend a month until, I believe, August. So okay. another six or seven additional weekends. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like a full weekend. So like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no, just a Saturday, Sunday, just a Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, all right. And you practice in the morning and then we do a lot of the instruction and discussion and interaction in the afternoons. Oh yeah. yeah. The circle. I love the circle. Mm -hmm. The circle was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's a, it's a transformational program. And like we talked about a little earlier, you don't need to think that you're going to be a yoga teacher. You don't have to have the desire to go out and get a job teaching yoga. You can, absolutely. I mean, everyone, we have a lot of graduates that are, um, but you don't have to. And I think at the end of it, it's so personally transformative that you might just want to sit with it for a while, or you may be inspired to go out and, and teach share the world, it. share that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Share it with the world. 
one of the things that I really love about teaching on faculty of true nature is that, and I'm talking, going back to the physical now, we don't teach a lot of adjustments. We don't teach, um, you know, that we are the teacher and we need to fit everybody into a certain mold or a physical posture. Um, it's more about the students exploring the poses for their own body. And I, I just think that's so beautiful. And it's neat to see the teacher trainees when I explain this in the asana charts and, you know, how we can adjust the poses and modify the poses to fit every body so that the experience is a good one for them and you don't get frustrated. And it's it's just like these light bulbs, this mm -hmm. aha moment of, oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it becomes more important how the posture feels than what it looks like. Mm -hmm. That is essential key yeah. to, to this training about what does it feel like in your body and actually have a felt sense of your body. Mm -hmm. So many of us come to yoga disconnected from our bodies. We don't even know how we feel on any given day at any given moment because we haven't checked in. Mm -hmm. So really having that ability to check in and, and know how it is that we're feeling. Yeah. And this is why I am super opposed to mirrors in mm -hmm. yoga studios or yoga spaces. And I, I just recently talked about that in class. It's, it's not a bad idea to get in front of a mirror and do a posture, but to con consistently be in front of a mirror, to be pulled outside of yourself, to look outside of yourself for guidance in alignment, you, we, we should be directing that and looking inside. I never mm -hmm. really thought about that because I do I do a lot of practices because I travel all over all the time alone and the hotels are always guaranteed to have like a mirror and like or even the uh, the gyms in the hotels the fitness rooms and um, you know I, I, I do use the mirror I think in a respectful way like you just said I do use it to mm -hmm. like look but then yeah but I but that is because I did do the yoga teacher training program so I do understand that that feeling and so to learn it first that way instead of the opposite was very strong. So I only use the mirror as a tool if ever I need it. Or, you know, if it's there and I'll just take a look, yeah, hey, you know what, my, I, I wasn't really aware of my, you know, my knee folding in in this warrior two pose. So I'm just gonna, you know, push it off the side and slightly adjust myself and then see how that feels as well. But I really do love the fact of sinking into your body, checking in with your body. We are on such an automatic protocol where we get up and we hit the road running basically. Um, and we just kind of skip over a lot of, you know, a lot of things that, you know, we just expect our bodies to do, but this checking in with your body is it's, it's really well said. And it like really just kind of stuck out to me. A very, very good combination of words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Check in with your body. <laughs> yeah. 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 I never saw myself do yoga for a really, really long time. The studio, you know, mm -hmm. all the studios that I practice at didn't have mirrors. And I think I, I used to not wear contacts, so I wore glasses. So I'd put them down when I practiced. I remember that. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'd put them down because I'd get sweaty and slide off my face. So I'd put them down. And so I'm used to not seeing. So now that I have contacts, I usually close my eyes when I practice. But I did yoga. I think it was at a... At a you did blind yoga. You basically set this whole thing ablaze that way. Yeah, or just like closing right. my eyes down. But I remember once doing it in front of a mirror and I looked so angry. I was shocked. <laughs> I, th I think I have like resting yoga face or something. You know, they say resting bitch face. I was like, whoa, I'm really having a good time. Why do I look so angry? 
So now I try to practice with a little smile on my face <laughs> in case anybody's watching. I really uh, like that, that you close your eyes, especially in balance mm-hmm. poses. That's not an easy thing no, to do. No, I, I don't do that in yeah. balance poses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for true nature, what's next? We have the 200 hour coming up. Yes, so that's a big one coming up in February, at the end of February. I think it's the 21st. And then uh, I do my annual, which has now become twice a year, but I think this year it might be just be once a year. I do a retreat up at the Zen Mountain Center in mm-hmm. Idlewild, which has been my longest going retreat and absolutely love this retreat. I call it Back to Nature because it really is a very natural setting. You have an opportunity to unplug half the group. It used to be all the group, but somehow people are tapping into <laughs> uh, technology, but you're, we really are off grid there. Mm-hmm. So it, you get a lot of um, impact in a very short period of time because people are not tuned into their devices, but they're really tuned in. We do, um, you know, asana meditation, and I always bring in a teaching or a theme for the weekend. And it's a lovely time with really it's pure, really simple food, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lovely experience. And, and this is both male and female yep, retreat. Okay, yep. Cool. And I've been having more and more couples that join, and people who are willing to go a little rustic because it's not mm-hmm. a uh, luxury mm-hmm. retreat center. It really is a, a, a Zen. Uh, operating Buddhist Zen monastery, so oh cool! It's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful experience. So that could, that's in March, and then in April I'm I'm leading a women's retreat, but I haven't posted anything about it because it has to authentically come from uh, a space and a creative zone in me that hasn't arrived yet. And I had it almost all like <laughs> awesome. planned and uploaded and downloaded and all of that uh-huh. and then had to up just and downloaded. up and downloaded yeah, yeah. Um, being the solopreneur that I am yes. <laughs> right? yes. you know that and uh, I had to just take it down because I was like okay something's not feeling right about this so that's happening in, in April something along those lines is going to happen in April and then um, Italy in October mm-hmm. is uh, my first international retreat will be in in uh, outside of Florence Italy in, in Tuscany Oh, if we weren't busy, I would love to go to that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I really want to go to your Sweden one, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, but we'll just, just we'll stay there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll go. Oh, I'd go yeah. two months early and just stay uh, in yeah. Europe. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have the studio now, so <laughs> have a little more travel time. Uh, so, okay. So the one in Italy, uh, where is it? It's outside of Florence. I'm told about a 45-minute drive in a 800-year-old um, villa. Mm, and wow. it's like quintessential, like the rock walls and olive um, Trees. orchards, yeah, and olive orchards. you know it's just so beautiful, and the green everywhere, and just oh, looks it amazing. Lovely, yeah, yeah. So all of these are going to be on the website. We'll put everything in the show notes, truenature.com. Um, but let's go a little bit back to your your travels, your yoga pilgrimage. Talk about India just for a little bit, where you get some of the inspiration. I mean, that's the motherland of yoga. Mm-hmm. So you went there first um, with the Himalayan Institute? Yeah, right? I, I did. Um, I went by myself, but I joined a group at the uh, ashram that they have. And um, it was during the Maha Kumbh Mela, so an, a, an amazing, extraordinary time where there's a huge celebration, and I think it's the largest spiritual gathering on the planet at the convergence of three rivers in India. And so that was a mind-blowing experience, and in, incredibly, uh, again, I was tapping into that 
courage that I have carried with me a long time and, you know, sleeping in a grass hut and Mm -hmm. on a cot with strangers and not really knowing. I mean, the only thing that, you know, really was was solid for me was that Rolf was there and I knew he was going to be there. So my teacher was present. And so Mm -hmm. I felt safe in that way, which I think is, again, another amazing uh, essential quality of a yoga teacher that you create a safe environment for people. And I always felt really safe with Rolf. So that experience, um, was extraordinary. I, one of the main lessons I learned and this doesn't sound very deep or spiritual, but for me, it was life-changing was that food is for nutrition. It's not just to like entertain you or for your taste buds. But that it really is for sustenance to like fuel your body with the energy you need to meditate and contribute on this planet <laughs> because mm-hmm. we ate the same food every day. And what was oh. that? <laughs> it was, well, it was delicious. I love Indian food. And the first few days I was days? like celebrating and yeah. super psyched. And then right. by day 10, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> wow, we're eating the same food. And it was like, you, you know, some kind of, um, like mush in a pot, you know, like some kind some, of curry mush, some kind of, yeah, like okay. mush in a pot, usually some potatoes or lentils or, you know, veggies mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. but everything was kind of cooked into a mush. There was always some kind of non bread. Um, and that was like the, the standard. Right. So no French fries on this trip. No, no. <laughs> Although my, my second trip to India, <laughs> speaking of food, I went on a two day, uh, fried food fast with my friends that I was traveling with <laughs> where Wait. we ate fried food for oh. two days straight. Oh the my street, gosh. So not food. a fried food fast. This was fried like food feast. Yeah. Fried food feast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, I kind of like calling it a fried food <laughs> fast because that's all we ate. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That sounds like Alaska in the winter. It was, I have to say it was quite delicious because these sauces that they give you are, are amazing, but and none of us got sick, so hey, there you go. There you Street go. Street food for two days. So yeah. how long? How long are you staying in India for these? How many trips? You said two. I did. My first trip was three weeks, uh-huh. and the second trip was five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah, that's a long time. It was sister. amazing. I know it was incredible, and I, I'm actually feeling the urge to go back. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting nice. to feel it emerge in me. And mm-hmm. so, I would say like practicing yoga in India versus practicing yoga here. What is your what is your, I would say, your opinion or your main, what, what would be the main difference in that? Well, I would say, gosh, I, there's so many places to practice yoga in India and so many, uh, so much diversity, mm-hmm. I would say, that it's hard to have a, have a real opinion about that. But I would say my experience is uh, the yoga is slower and it is uh, guided by by the moment. I like that. Atta. Yeah. Meaning, meaning that like the teacher doesn't, it didn't seem to me that a teacher comes like prepared okay. with something. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like they scan and they tap in. Wow. And they teach. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. I like And that. it was fun because I got a, I had an opportunity to teach a couple times oh, in India, funny. like on rooftops in Delhi and um, right on the Ganga at an ashram and it was really fun. Nice. Really, really fun. And did you do the whole, um, did you do the whole class in Sanskrit 
because you are a Sanskrit master. <laughs> oh, oh, far from it, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you did you did graduate with um, from LMU. Yes, in, it, with a Sanskrit master's or bachelor's or some... I have, well, I have a master's degree in yoga studies. In yoga studies. Oh, okay. And so great. we did study Sanskrit, and I I, I have a, a a good grasp. I would on say it. a beginning working knowledge. Oh, okay. Because it's a pretty uh, amazing and difficult language to be fluent in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about LMU. You were in their first program. Mm -hmm. So you were in their inaugural class. I was yes. in your, in your yes. nature inaugural <laughs> class. So that must have been quite the experience. What did you learn? What were the studies for yoga? During that program, the, the main studies I felt were that were that were valuable to me that I really took away was uh, part of it the Sanskrit because I I thought the language is is it is really important to honor and value and to and to keep the language alive because it is such an essential part of yoga, but to really look a deep dive at some of the texts you know looking at the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita and the Yoga Sutras and and the um, Samkhya Karika and really reading some of these things that I already had been taught but then actually really looking at the verses in the text and you know we talk a, a lot about like life is suffering right well a lot of the text in India that's what they start with <laughs> just get it just, kicked off that way just, you know life is not easy mm -hmm. life is hard and so if you if you understand the the truth of who you are and you already can maintain that ability to rest in the essence of your being, then don't bother reading this text. Mm. You know, and then the Yoga Sutra starts with that and just, it just says, look, here's the goal of yoga. If you know this, you're you done. You know it. Yeah. Wow. And so it was nice to see like the different texts and how they presented that. Mm -hmm. And I also really, hmm, fell in love with being in an environment with people who loved yoga so much. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the reasons why I love teaching yoga mm -hmm. is because people come to you loving yoga or they don't come to you loving it yet. And then you watch them <laughs> fall right. in love with it. Yes. Right. <laughs> and you're like, yes. <laughs> but it was, it was fun being a part of a cohort. You know, being a part of a group, kind of like what we offer at True Nature. It's like there's something about being in a in a close community of seekers who want to practice, who want to evolve, who want to expand, and who want to be truthful. Mm -hmm. And so that was really a, a great part for me. And especially at the t at that time, I was going through really like one of the biggest challenges of my life. Mm -hmm. And so it really supported me and elevated me and made me realize, oh, there's, there's this, you know, there's this special part of you and of your life that has nothing to do with this other crap that's going on. Right. So that was, that was helpful. Yeah. You know that you, you just mentioned that. And I see that a lot with our teacher trainees. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going through a big challenge, whether it's an illness or a dissolving of a relationship or a big move, or, mm -hmm. you know, there's so much that happens and you just see this 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 group of women and men and this past one was was all women and they're so supportive of each other and one of the one of the big things that my takeaways i have so many takeaways of of things that i've learned from you over the years but how you facilitate a, a teacher training and a group and you are not there to um to 
gosh, to be the guru, to be the, the leader. You're there to hold space and facilitate and encourage the group to, to work together. And I think that is, it's just so beautiful. So everyone's not sitting around just listening to you talk right? Mm -hmm. and, and teach them the teachings. You introduce a subject, you introduce a question, you introduce um, a philosophy, and then you hold space for everyone to explore it. And by the end of the teacher training, I know you've experienced this too, as of, as of I, everyone is best friends. I mean, they're crying, they're still getting together. I mean, years and years later, they're all supporting each other. It's such a beautiful thing to see. So I think that community is so, so important. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you expressed that because I, I feel that we all need community. Mm-hmm. And especially now with all of our devices, I think things like podcasts and, you know, uh, texting and the way that we connect online, social media, it, it is valuable and it, but it's the bare minimum of connection that we need as humans. Mm-hmm. It's the minimum. That's a really good way to put it. It is the bare minimum that's actually taking over as our perceived maximum. Yeah. 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 And it's, mm-hmm. I, I think that's why yoga needs to stay present and keep growing. And people, you know, like need to step into their courage and say, I'm going to sign up for this. I'm just going to do it. Whether mm-hmm. it's True Nature's program or it's, a a one day retreat or a workshop or something where they're in a circle Mm -hmm. (laughs) face to face with people recognizing how much more we're alike than different Mm -hmm. that we're going through the same struggles and the same challenges and we're doing the same practices and what works and what doesn't work and really having that nice exchange Mm -hmm. and support yeah no matter what gender or color or background or any of it yep Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I love that Thank you. All right. So one final question, and this is a question that you you ask um, the teacher trainees usually. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't let them know the, the inside scoop. But <laughs> final question is, what is yoga? Hmm. Okay. Well, the, the short version of that is, and this is something I, I, I would say two things. It's kind of saying the same thing, these two things. <laughs> but yoga is when you are in alignment with yourself. And it is a, a reunion back with the truth of who you are. It's having that reunion. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we know yoga means union, union. so it's kind of a word play on I that. I like that <laughs> word play. The, the, I the, really it's do. It's the, the reunion. reunion. Yeah. That's yeah. great, sister. That's Perfect. Yeah, and that's yeah. a perfect way to end it. So um, we will have all of Danielle's show notes, how to sign up for her workshops, uh, her teacher training, uh, her amazing retreats all over the world in all of the show notes and um, in her web address and all of the good stuff. Yes, and if you want to check it out right now, it's truenature.com. Truenatureyoga. Truenatureyoga.com. <laughs> Beautiful. I should know that. Wonderful clarity. <laughs> Um, Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking to us and, and furthering the expansion of this. Oh, thank you so much. Love you guys. Thanks. Love you. All up. Bye. And before we leave, I just wanted to mention a couple of our sponsors that help bring this Rebel and Muse podcast to life every time you hear it. And these are the companies that Melanie and I are so impressed with. And um, the first one is Flower of Life. Flower of Life is a CBD company. Uh, they're 
incredible. They're a family-owned business. They're, all of their ingredients are top-of-the-line, organic, the most incredible CBD company out there. Uh, one of my favorite things that they have that I use is their 3,000 milligram tincture. It's a full-spectrum CBD oil tincture, and it is a couple of drops underneath your tongue, and relax. So um, if you go to floweroflife.com, type in the code rebel and muse at checkout, this will save you 20% on anything in the store. Um, so please go check them out. Um, as you know, CBD is just everywhere nowadays, and I'm sure that you just have known all of the benefits. Personally, for me, when I just need to get to that deeper state of relaxing, relieve the anxiety, relieve the stress that you know can happen day to day, this is a product that I reach for immediately. So go check them out, floweroflife.com, use the code Rebel and Muse. And also another sponsor of Rebel and Muse is a company called Nutrix. They make this Hawaiian spirulina, which I take daily as well. They take a bioastin uh, supplement, which is incredible for the joints. And they also make a green juice with all of the superfoods that you could ever want in one container. And then they, um, they make a protein powder. But uh, I will tell you about the spirulina. This is the one that I take the most. It's, uh, it supports immunity, cardiovascular health, uh, overall just lifts your energy. And um, it is quite possibly the world's most perfect cell food. It's basically, it's just, it breaks, it breaks it all the way down to a cellular level. So if you go to Nutrix-Hawaii.com, you can save 30% on all their products. Uh, go check them out, nutrix hyphen hawaii.com use the code rebel and muse save 30 percent aloha